Episode 163. It's time for your educator upgrade. Hey everyone, this is Stacey Lindis from Podcast PD, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual host. Make sure you check out all of the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, hey, elite educators, it's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. Thank you for tuning in every week. You know, I refer to you as elite because that really describes someone that takes the time out of their busy schedule, a summer where you could be relaxing and doing anything else but listening to a podcast to learn and hone your craft. So I am honored that you value the show enough to tune in. I've learned another lesson this week and I can't wait to share it with you. So let's talk about deciding the kind of teacher you want to be going forward so that your impact is magnified by your potential. I really think this topic today is going to help those of you in distress or transition get your groove back. And those of you who are teacher leaders in some sort of capacity are really going to feel rejuvenated in your approach to impact classroom teachers and all the students that they're serving. So let's reignite your passion and potential. Are you ready? Here we go. Let's start with one last reminder that this week is the last episode that's going to be released weekly. Actually, by the time you're hearing this episode, I'm probably laid up in the hospital cuddling our second precious bundle of joy. I'll be sure to share a blog post with pictures and updates, so don't worry. And thanks to those of you who's been lifting me up in thoughts and prayers for this very special day in our lives. From now going forward, podcast episodes are going to be released every other week, just like blog posts, but you are going to hear from me every week, whether it's in written word or audio form. And maybe potentially once I get back on my feet, I might go back to that weekly podcast schedule. I know many of you have requested I do so. So stay tuned. Let's talk about the rationale for today's episode. I was recently at church and heard a sermon and honestly, I really don't remember the title or like the point of the message because that was so wrapped up and all these one-liners that he was slinging and thinking the whole time about how it applied to education. I probably should go back and listen. Oh my goodness. I legit grabbed a financial donation envelope and shot my husband in the arm with my dagger of an elbow to hurry up and pass me a pen so I could like write down all these ideas. I know it's horrible to be tuned out in the moment, but also so tuned in at the same time. Very strange. But this pastor really got me thinking about myself as an educator. And then, of course, I thought of you like we don't have to be what we've always been. We can be better. We can upgrade ourselves and we can do this without having feedback or being asked or prompted by an observation or an administrator's comment. You know, we can realize what we want to become and what we want to be known for and what we want to accomplish. And we can just go be that. So why the heck did I just now figure that out? Why do I feel like I needed a reason to upgrade myself? 
It's so bizarre. So let's think through a few things to help us reboot our potential so we can maximize our impact on students and staff alike. Well, we can start by answering a very simple question. Actually, it's not really that simple when you really start to dig deep. The question is a simplified question, but the thought that goes into it is not simple. There we go. So the question is, who are you? And if you were to really to describe who you are as an educator, are those descriptors actually what you want to be? So for example, I would say as a teacher, I had high expectations, but limited flexibility for students pushing the boundaries. So I knew what I wanted and I expected it. And I would get frustrated when some students wouldn't conform or they needed a different approach, especially, you know, with behavior management. It's like I had this strict mindset. This is how it's going to be. And, you know, there were positive descriptors about me, but this one stuck out to me as what was holding me back from being better. You know, would I be proud to shout that from a rooftop or be presented for an award for who I was as an educator if they were going to use those descriptors? No. And the sad thing is no one was making me be that way. No one told me I had to act or think that way. Uh, Like, you know, make sure every student fits in this one little box. It was my type A self that did that. And no one made me be any different. I had no pressure to change and be better. It was really up to me to realize what I was doing, figure out how to fix it so I could be better. I mean, do you know the likelihood of that happening? It's slim. (laughs) Until I thought about it from a different angle because the descriptor wasn't pretty, but I could live with it knowing, you know, I was doing what was best for kids in terms of giving structure and routine and consequence, although, you know, it was a bit rigid. So let's think about the question then that moves us to action. And that's what is your impact? So here is where I would have my aha moment. So acknowledging my descriptors of who I was was one thing, but thinking big picture of how that limited my impact stopped me in my tracks. I lost kids along the way. I wasn't being what they needed me to be because I was so focused on getting them to be what I needed and wanted instead of helping them develop into what they needed and wanted themselves to be. You know, my impact for each student ranged from zero to 100 on the effectiveness scale. And that's inexcusable. I didn't have delinquents or killers or lost causes for students. I had kids, you know, kids who wanted to learn and and be loved and have a bright future. And in return, I had inconsistent results in providing those things. That's just shameful. But yet again, no one asked me to change. No one demanded better from me. So did I do better? Well, not immediately. I had to really step back and say, you know what, Gretchen, you are a great teacher. You're natural. You don't have to work at that part. But what you do have to work on is figuring out who your kids are and what they need from you so that you can give them that in addition to what you can give them educationally. And when I freed myself from the realization that I wasn't a bad person or a bad teacher, but that I had an opportunity to be a better one, I started to find hope and excitement to make those changes. My pastor went on to say, What you say describes you and what you do defines you. I think I was great at talking myself in and out of things and making things sound better than they were when deep down I knew I had to do better. You know, I think it took me longer to really take action because I wasn't sure what to do really. You know, I knew, okay, figure out your kids and give them what they need. Awesome. 
But what does that look like on a daily basis? You know, I was all talk with no action and my head was moving on to being better, but my actions were stuck in my old ways and therefore no progress was made. I really wanted to be defined by inspiring actions, you know, that led kids to new heights. But those were just landing as ideas in my head instead of outcomes in the classroom. So I had to drop what I call the edu facade, you know, to be more than an edgy facade. I couldn't create this caricature teacher of who I wanted to be or who I thought I was. I had to be who I was, raw and imperfect. And in order to do the real work to upgrade my edgy self, I had to go back to the starting gates and remember why I became a teacher. My pastor was saying, your why drives your how. So if I could figure out why I teach, then I can figure out how to do it. In my case, it was more about getting kids to learn and achieve greatness than my actual teaching ability. But understanding why I wanted to be that person in their life to help me zoom out and see things from a bigger perspective where I could kind of wipe the slate clean and start over. All of this talk about who you are and what you stand for reminds me of the popular interview question, you know, how would your colleagues or boss describe you? And of course, you hope it's rainbows and butterflies, but what if it isn't? What if it's like they tell it like it is and it costs you the job? But would they be wrong for painting an accurate picture? No. And that's why we have to drop the facade of thinking we are something we aren't. Just because we say we're one thing doesn't mean we are that one thing. We have to become that one thing in our decisions and our actions every day. So I made a list of what I wanted my colleagues and bosses to say about me so that I could pinpoint specific actions that I could take to make those a reality. Things like go the extra mile without being asked or spends time with kids outside the classroom to get to know them or builds in time to work one-on-one with students when they need more time with a concept. Those are descriptors I could be proud of. They were a start. You know, they weren't uber impressive, but I had to start somewhere. And now that I had that list of what I wanted folks to say about me, I had an idea of actions I could take daily to make it happen. Now, there wouldn't be a facade. It was going to be my reality. If I really kept my why front of mind, my how was super easy to implement. You know, I wanted to be defined by what I did and not just what I said or thought. And finally, I was making progress towards my own personal upgrade. It was time to walk the walk, talk the talk. I had to take off the mask of what I wanted people to think of me and allow them to see the real me. You know, I now knew who I was. I knew the impact I wanted to have. I was defining my edgy self through these daily consistent actions. I knew my why and I knew my how and, and I was ready to start the upgrade process. And the process is simple. It's reflect, plan, implement. Boom. That's it. Reflect, plan, implement. And I spent about 80% of my energy reflecting because I really had to get clear on who I was and who I wanted to be long term as an educator. And then once I sorted through those thoughts and became clear on actions, I developed a quick list of a plan to start implementing on a daily basis. And then I was off to the races and it really didn't take long to become my new edgy self. It's not that the upgrade was hard or time-consuming. It just required direction and definitely intention. You know, I had to decide to be better, get clear on how to do that, and then 
do it. And I know that sounds overly simple, but forcing yourself to do something is really hard, especially when no one is standing over you making sure you do it. You know, you can fudge your own deadlines. You can disappoint yourself. You can give up or try again, you know, as many times as possible. But if you really want it, if you really want to be what you always dreamed of being, if you want to have the long lasting impact that strong educators have, then you have to do the work when no one's looking. And that's where true character is created. That's where you find out what you're made of and where your true grit begins to show. So I ask of you, who are you right now? The good, bad, and the ugly. Is that who you want to be? Are there parts of you that could be better as an educator? And if so, let's upgrade. I mean, you don't have to, but why not? Why not be better? Why not be more effective? So grab something to write on and something to write with and brainstorm a list of words that describe you as a teacher and just anything that comes to mind. And then go back and circle the descriptors that are just, eh, you know, things you know could be better or more complimentary. And then brainstorm how you can upgrade just those descriptors with clear action steps. Maybe you need to change where or how you plan, or maybe you need to make time to connect more with parents and the community, or maybe you need to be a better team player and share your amazing ideas and resources with colleagues. I mean, whatever it is, get specific with how to live out your why. Just because you have a teaching philosophy doesn't mean you are your teaching philosophy. It's just a bit of fiction until you put action to your lips and make it a reality. Reflect, plan, implement. Who are you? What impact do you want to have? How can you upgrade your edu self? Those are things I want you to be thinking of. And the summer's the perfect time for a reboot as you plan for the upcoming year. So don't forget to plan improvements for yourself while you're planning improvements for your classroom. And the sooner you drop the mask and pull back the facade, the quicker you're going to become better. You know, that honesty is what holds the key to your upgrade. So get real and get to work. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on deciding the kind of teacher you want to be going forward so your impact is magnified by your potential. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. (laughs) 